What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Marriage Mondays here on the Two Feet on the Ground Gravity Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm your other host, Jamie. And today we're talking about absence and whether or not it makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, fact or fiction, folks. We don't know what say you. We're going to get into that here in just a little bit. But before we do that, folks, we want to spotlight an organization that's doing positive things for law enforcement, 484HERO. You can check them out at 484HERO.com. It's run by a friend of Jamie and mine, Sierra McCartney. Back on January 8th, 2018, her husband, Daniel, who was serving as a Pierce County deputy, was murdered in the line of duty. And her and her boys are, one, trying to carry forward his memory, but two, they just want to show appreciation towards the law enforcement community for what they do every day, and then also what they did in supporting her and her boys as they mourn the loss of Daniel. So check them out today, 484hero.com. They're going to be doing Coffee with Dan here on January 8th, the five-year anniversary, partnering with coffee shops around the country to provide free coffee to police. Just again saying, hey, we appreciate you. Uh, I don't know, Jim, what do you think? Do we give us a shot? Absolutely. Here we go. So Chris and I have had a lot of practice in exercising what it meant to be absent of one another, not by choice, but by circumstance and life choice. Yeah, lot, lots of choices that we made that because of those life choices, eventually we had to be separated. And it happened early on in our marriage. Uh, I think we've shared it before. Jamie and I had been married for all of, oh, I don't know, two or three months. And we were walking through our local community college where we were taking classes and we saw an army recruiter. And that caused me to look at Jamie and say, hey, what do you think about me being in the military? And I'm pretty sure my response was something to the effect, I'll follow you anywhere. Let's go. I was like, holy smokes, I married a good one, folks. And so her and I went and talked to the Air Force recruiter because my brother was prior Air Force and and the rest really is history. Uh, you know, that, that caused separation because I had to go to basic and tech school. And, and then pretty much everything that I said would probably not happen while I was in the Air Force. It happened. And it wasn't just him saying it wasn't going to happen. The recruiter said it too. <laughs> oh, you're never getting deployed. We, I mean, the only places to deploy to are like Korea and that will never happen. I deployed to Korea, folks. And not really deployed. It's actually considered a PCS short tour. You you get permanent change of station and you can't take your family with you because I was at Kunsan Air Base. And so we spent a year apart. Now, we had some breakups in there, meaning we, uh, some some things that broke up that time. Jamie came over and, and stayed with me for about 30 days and brought our oldest daughter, uh, who was only one at the time, with her. And then I she came was home. potty training. That was super fun. That was a lot of fun. And the the, the dormitories that that the, the cops stayed in at Kunsan Air Base. The nickname of it was the Crack House because it was dilapidated. It was in very poor condition. Anyhow, uh, we uh, it caused separation. And then again, two thousand and four. Trying to make sure I'm doing my math right here. Yeah, February two thousand four. Again, wait. Where did the Air Force deploy? We we go to Qatar. We go to places like Germany. No, I went to Iraq. And so on that de- deployment, I don't have like this memorable story of this horrible thing that happened, but I usually do. It seems that when he goes places, 
Murphy's Law kicks in and something happens. And I don't remember anything exactly on that one, but on many of them I do. For example, when he went away to, maybe it was Iraq. It was Iraq. He's gone a day and I'm vacuuming and my oldest child at the time, she's probably three, maybe four. She picks up a leaf and brings it to me. She found a leaf underneath a um, dresser. It wasn't a leaf. It was a dead mouse. And I screamed and then I like couldn't will myself to touch it. And of course, I went and scrubbed her hands. I had to use the broom and then I had to throw the broom away and get it in a dustpan and take it out. And when I called the base, I don't even know, pest control, I was like, you don't understand. My husband's deployed and I have a mouse issue. What do you think they would say to me, Chris? What what was their solution, do you think? I'm going to guess that they sat there and told you to put down some uh, some mouse traps, am I right? They did, but not the normal mouse traps, which I couldn't have done that either. Let's be honest. They brought me sticky traps. Ooh, sticky traps. Yeah. Do a little applause for yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for that. Um and when the nice man brought the sticky traps, I said, "But what do I do when a mouse gets on there?" And he's like, oh, well, well, you just take it out and throw it away. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to physically take that out. I, I can't will myself to do that. I, at the time, had a, she was either three or four, and then this baby. And my baby's trying to crawl, and now there's mice, and you want me to get a squealing mouse off of a sticky trap? I said, I don't think I can do that. And he goes, well, if it's Monday to Friday, eight to five, you can give us a call. She got their uh, personal phone numbers, folks, and she was calling them. And I'm just joking. I don't think they give out their personal phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. If she could have gotten them, folks. I would have. I think she would have. Jamie and I, you know, it, it's different for every marriage, folks. And we like to kind of spotlight the things that have worked for us, but then also recognize that within marriage, uh, as long as you're communicating well and you guys are in agreement, then then life can be great. And Jamie and I fall into some different roles. She cooks most of our meals. In fact, uh, I'm, 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 I'm still. Oh my gosh! I'm he still cooked carrying... a meal this last I, week. I, I was, I was gonna sit there and do it, folks. I'm like, Jamie, you go take care of your doctor's appointment. I got this. It's like one of these mail mail order meals, and yes, it was, it was like home super chef. simple. I know how to cook. It's not that I can't. It's just I usually don't. And so I'm sitting there, man. I'm, I'm like, chef boss or cake boss going on these these green onions, and folks, I got my pointer finger a little bit too close. So here's the text I get. Hey, mom, when are you coming home? I said, I'm in an appointment right now. What's going on? Dad cut his finger off. Which is partially true. I mean, I did cut a portion of the finger off. He, he, um, he needs you. And so then I immediately call while I'm at my appointment. Did he really cut the finger off? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me get out of my appointment. I'll come home. He did not cut it off. And and I didn't cut the finger off. I cut the tip off. There's a chunk of skin and nail missing. And uh, yeah, anyhow, we fall into some some roles. Uh, I take care of most of the outside work around the house. Jamie takes care of most of the inside work. Jamie does most of our cooking. I do all of the dirty jobs. So if we have to kill any, any type of animal, insect, that is my job. And uh, if, you know, snake in the drain, we talked about that last episode. Yeah, that was, uh, that's yeah. your dirty job too. But you know, Chris isn't the only one that leaves to go on different things. There was a time when I went to Las Vegas with my mom and 
he didn't know I was going to bring this up, but it was really the first time that he had taken care of all four girls on his own for any more than like, you know, an afternoon or evening. I had never been away overnight. And while I'm in Vegas, I start seeing these updates of, what did you call it? Chronicles of a stay-at-home dad. Chronicles of a stay-at-home dad on Facebook. Yes. And he had some really great insights to different things that he tried to get done that he didn't realize when I was there. So like taking a dump, like holy smokes, folks, one of our kids was like one or two at the time and trying to just have personal time, right? Just, just enough time to, you know, take care of business was challenging because my little mini me was sitting there walking in and wondering what dad was up to especially if I was standing, right? I was doing carnival tricks now, you know, now she's going to give that one a shot. Hopefully not. So yeah, Jamie's right. You know, throughout our marriage, we've been married for almost 25 years and we've just had a lot of uh, opportunities, I'm going to call them, to to be separated. And we don't like it. Like, man, we, we had a really good group of friends. If any of y'all are listening, we love you guys. When we lived over in in Everett. And I was a, a police officer over in the west side of the state. And we had this really great group of friends that were roughly our age, a little bit older, a little bit younger. And we would go, I would go man camping with them. We would sit there and, uh, you know, carve out a weekend and we would weigh our backpacks to see who could carry the heaviest backpack. And, and like, we didn't do anything light. Like we were bringing up espresso machines and, and, and Coleman stoves and all kinds of crazy stuff. Anyhow, Long story short, I'd get up there loving life, go to bed, and I'd be in this tent with another smelly dude going, I'd rather be in bed with my wife right now. Like, I'm just being real with you. I love you guys. You guys rock. So we really enjoy being together. But from our experiences, we just, we, we've seen some things like Jamie's point here was, was that things break. Something's going to go wrong whether it's when I'm gone and something breaks or something dies and now Jamie's going, oh man, I don't want to deal with this. Or the times that she's been gone and I've had to step up and learn what it would be like if I was a a single dad uh, or even a stay-at-home dad. And it's tough work. So in all these different times of absence, I wanted to talk about steps you can take to protect your marriage and guard it against any, any outside force that could be threatening to it. Yeah. You know, Jimmy and I, uh, we, I don't know if there's a way to divorce proof your marriage, but we certainly want to make it divorce resistant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we, we think it's valuable and we had, we've had other people speak this wisdom into our marriage. Uh, are, are we willing to guard it? You know, how would you guard your finances? If you, if you had a million dollars, what steps are you going to take to protect that money? If you have a valuable car, are you going to park way out in the parking lot and I'll crooked like and take up like nine stalls to make sure that no one dings it. Well, our marriage should be viewed, I think, as a lot more valuable than than any of these other financial or physical possessions. So we thought it would be important for us to get into some of the things Jamie and I do to to guard our marriage when when we are apart and, and away from each other. So what are some tangible things, Chris, that you've either heard or done in our times of absence to guard our marriage? Yeah, one is going into it, going into it, covering our separation in prayer. Mm. Uh, and Jamie and I, we don't always talk about our faith up front, uh, but 
but it's impossible for us to be genuine if we aren't telling you this kind of stuff. Because when it comes to guarding our marriage, me praying over my trips, specifically that I'll honor Jamie when she's not around, I think is a super, super important thing. I believe that God hears that prayer, that God honors that prayer, and God puts me in the right frame of mind, guards me from, from seeing things that I shouldn't see. Now that said, there's work to be done as well. When it comes to honoring Jamie and guarding this marriage, I, I have a choice. When I'm away in another city, in fact, I was just gone here. I just got back a few days ago at the time of this recording. I was up in Toronto, Canada, visiting my friend, Sean Shapiro of Traffic Police Services, the Traffic Services uh, channel that he has. And he's just an amazing dude, taught me a lot of things. And while I was there, I mean, I'm in this major city by myself, right? I can look at whatever I want, right? No, I really shouldn't. Me staring at other women isn't going to honor my marriage to Jamie, and it's not going to help me in, in being a man of integrity. So there was plenty of ladies with leather pants on. I told Jamie about this. I thought it was kind of funny. With leather pants on strutting their, their stuff around. And I, I mean, I see it, but I'm not going to sit there and stare at it. Like it, it's not worth it. And it's not going to put me in the right frame of mind to honor this marriage. Yeah. Um, something conscious that I did when Chris was away was that I filled my time now with two little ones or three or four, depending on what season we were in. That wasn't hard for me to do. I already had the kids and it, they kept me super busy. But another element to that was I had great support. If I wasn't at home having support, my church family was my home and those people were my family. So if I had a doctor appointment, I would call them. If I just needed a break, I would go over with the kids and let my kids play with their kids and just exhale for a second. So staying busy for me, it helped the time go and it helped me not have such heartache that you weren't there. Yeah. One thing Jamie's done really good at our times of, of separation as well is making me feel valued. We've talked about it before with different love languages and whatnot. One thing that Jamie's done really well is sending me care packages, sending me written letters. Uh, you know, as, as my military time progressed, it got to where that wasn't the only way to communicate. We got to where we could do video chats and phone calls, obviously. And, and so whatever it was, Jamie was always really good at intentionally engaging me, letting me know that she was thinking about me and, and making me feel special. And that was always easy for me because I was keeping him alive to our kids. So them seeing me write him letters or call him on the phone or cut this time out because he might be calling me, like that was just a piece of what I was doing anyway. And letting them see that was my heart. Yeah. Another thing I like to do when we're separated, Jamie, is I like to tell people about you. I think you're an interesting woman. <laughs> I'm proud of the things that you've done and the fact that you're an educator. And, and so I think that's a way that we can honor our spouses is when we meet other people, same gender, opposite gender, uh, do, we, do we tell other people about our spouse? Because we're proud of them, right? You know, it's kind of like you meet someone new, if you're proud of your kid for some achievement and you're bragging about your kid, uh, do you brag about your spouse to other people? I think that's a powerful way that we can honor our spouses and guard our marriages 
uh, when, when we're away from each other. And you're really good at this. And I know this because people afterwards were, will tell me, oh, your husband said this of you and that of you. And sometimes he builds me up to this unrealistic point. I'm just going to be real here. And people think you're fluent in Spanish and you could translate this and that and you can do this and this and this. And I'm like, whoa, I, I can't. He probably thinks I can, but I can't or I don't think I can. So you're very good to build me up and I appreciate that but maybe too high sometimes. I don't feel like I can do half the things you say I can. One of the fun things, as Jamie and I have both worked in the school setting, her as an educator, me as a police officer, it's been fun for me to share some of our stories with students. Some of the stories you've heard here on the podcast, from me hacking into her email to me repetitively paging her, okay, I'm dating us now. This was circa 1990. 1997 when we had pagers, yep. uh, but just different ways that uh, different aspects of our story that I think are funny. The students usually appreciated and oftentimes they'd come back and say, is this true, Mrs. Literal? Oh, they do. And they love hearing the stories from us being in high school because they can relate. They're there now and they totally get it. So I like it when he comes and tells them a story, even if it's like one I didn't want to share with them. <laughs> It, it's okay. They enjoy it. Hey, what else were we looking at here in reference to absence makes a heart grow fonder? We had other examples of stories of when you're away and things that go wrong, but we had talked about that and guarding our marriage. One time you went away to the police academy and our second daughter learned how to scale the baby gate. Ooh. And she was in an upstairs room and I had approximately 3.4 seconds from the time I heard the thump because she scaled the gate to getting up the stairs before she fell down them. So that was a ton of fun. Yeah. And if you're a if you're a cop spouse, if you're the spouse of a police officer, firefighter, probably emergency room worker, there's a lot of professions out there that work shift work that are gone at in op- inopportune times. Uh, this isn't easy. This is the reality for you probably. And the work that you're doing, whether you're a husband, whether you're, because I know some I know some husbands whose wives Wives are, are doctors and they're a stay-at-home dad. Man, the work you do is remarkable. The work that you do in keeping the kids alive, quite frankly, uh, keeping them from falling down the stairs and in retrieving the dead mouses Ugh. and just doing all of this stuff, it it makes it so that your, your spouse who's working the shift work can go to work and, and focus on the job. And get home safe to you. And get home safe. I can only imagine, because I know that there's some families, we have some friends that that both are first responders or both work shift work type stuff. And man, Jamie and I did that for a while here, not too long ago, to where I was working kind of like that night shift. Jamie was working the day shift. And and we wouldn't see each other. Like what, Tuesday, two? Wednesday, Thursday, I think. We yeah. wouldn't see each other. And Friday, the only reason you saw me was because a lot of times I was taking time off so I could get home and see you for a little bit, right? Because it had yeah. been three full days since I had seen the girl. And I was like, I am fed up with this. It kind of fed into that time. You guys have heard me talk about it before where I stopped being grateful and I started getting disgruntled and applying for other jobs. It was around that same time period where I was just burning out, uh, not seeing my wife at all. So the call to action today is to fiercely guard your marriage and to celebrate your reunion. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Marriage Mondays. We want to hear from you. How are we doing here on the podcast, folks? 
there's different ways for you to communicate back to us. First and foremost, make sure you're following us on whatever podcast platform you're consuming this on. That will cause the next episode to come up and be viewable for you. Folks, we have merchandise. I don't know if you know that. It's almost Christmas. Probably won't get here before Christmas at this point, folks. But we have a merchandise store. You can search gravityct.com forward slash merchandise or look down in the show notes. We have all kinds of things from shirts to hoodies to coffee cups and that kind of stuff. Folks, you can also rate and review us. If you're consuming this on Apple or Spotify, there are five stars waiting on our main page. We'd really appreciate a five-star rating if... If we've earned it, folks. If we haven't earned it, instead, shoot us an email at chris at gravityct.com. Let us know how to make a better future marriage Monday topics or guests for me to interview. Remember, friends, getting married is easy. Staying married is real tough. So go and love well.